album concept hour. The album concept hour. It's the album concept hour. case i will roll right into it welcome everybody to the album concept hour um you are listening to the week of pink floyd the it is week the season two premiere week uh, i am your host as always brad LeBaron, and uh, i have with me in the studio today john aker you have john aker checking in yep, don't worry we've we've both been tested recently True so story. You know, we're, we're checking in on ourselves and then um, we also have Dave Gallagher on the Zoom. Say yo, what? yo. Yep, uh, Dave Gallagher is here to help us break down. I'm virtually here. Dave is back. He's, he's here. He's here in spirit. Yeah. Virtual Dave. And um, today we are breaking down um, animals with Dave's good friend, Moses Wolfenstein. Welcome. Greetings. Dave Wolfenstein. Welcome to the podcast. It's good to have yes. you here. It's good um, to be here. So um, yeah, we we this is uh, uh, Pink Floyd's Animals is is Dave's choice today, but you know you uh, seem to have a real personal connection to it as well. Um, were you like That's the a right fair statement? I was gonna say, were you the right age when Animals came out? No, it was more along the lines of I was already uh, a pretty big Pink Floyd fan, and uh, my freshman year roommate Thomas Teramina, mm-hmm. Tommy T. Tommy um, T really turned me on to this album when I was like, okay, I didn't, I really didn't know about this one. Uh-huh. And, and then the more I sat with it. So, you know, from age 18, right. Uh, the, uh-huh. the deeper a hold it has taken of me. Okay. And, and Dave, you said, uh, was this the album you said that your brother introduced you to that was kind of blew your mind? Or oh, was this it... one came afterwards. Okay, but, uh, okay. Same time. Like I would say maybe 21 when I got this album, uh, Okay. I was living yeah. with a, a duplex with a couple of friends, and yeah. this is one of the albums I would put on if I was alone, like they would be gone. I would sit on the couch, mm-hmm. just low lights, yeah, just completely absorb it, just sit on the couch and just like the wave after wave and just yeah, flip it and then either flip again, start over, or just throw in like "Wish You Were Here" and just have like just a Pink Floyd night. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good album for just some introspection and um, you know, some... just let your mind just yeah. wander around and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Generally, yeah, Pink Floyd is is when they're doing really really Floydy stuff. It's like that, you know what I mean? Just you just get into the headspace they want you, you to get be like in. five albums of good Floydy stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is right in a this is right in a sweet spot between um, "Wish You Were Here" and "The Wall." The so um, yeah, if you it's a, kind of a set your controls for the heart of the Floyd, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I was really I I, I never knew um, the order of them because like I'm like I'm a I'm a fan of Floyd, but like. You know, I was a late fan of Floyd, and I still don't know a whole lot about him. So this was a real nice uh, uh, listen through and, and deep dive into yeah, some of their really, history. It really took Shesky for me before I knew anything other than like the wall. It's his old manager, like, the song, our old manager. Like, like I, I didn't know anything about Pink Floyd until he played him and Ted played it like all the time. Yeah, so I mean, this is definitely. I think you know, um, Pink Floyd is kind of one of those bands that has like a. A special place for a lot of people almost to the point where like you know i know when i was younger i was like annoyed by how popular pink floyd was until i like got it and like you know made it my own 
Um, you know, just like just like every popular band when you're young, you know, it's just like ah, fuck those guys. They're part of the musical establishment. Part of the machine. <laughs> um, Welcome to the machine. And now three three albums into your week of podcasts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. I mean, I'm counting the Wallace too. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, that was those episodes went really well. I'm uh, glad that we we started. Yeah, we, we we did we did so good. We did great. It's so good. Um, and uh, you can listen to those uh, whenever you guys want to. Um, Definitely. Uh, the other thing I was going to, uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I, was, I wanted to get into before we 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 break into the wall. Uh, what were some of your um, musical influences growing up, or what was one of the first things that kind of um, ignited you and made you want to go out and listen to something? Moses. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I grew up in a house with um, with a lot of of Beatles and Bob Dylan. Okay. Uh, you know, being mm-hmm. being played on on the record player. Yeah. Um. When I was little, I said that my favorite classical music album was The Last Waltz, only because of the the intro. Oh, such a good album. <laughs> I would I would later come to understand that was in fact rock and roll, but um, <laughs> but uh, you just you oddly, just like the fun intro and outro thing. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Um, That's fair. But you know, whatever. I was I was I was just a wee thing. Um, yeah. But uh, Rush is actually probably the first band (laughs) that truly deeply grabbed a hold of me um i was just um just kind of getting into percussion in in uh junior high school seventh grade okay yeah and i heard and i went oh holy like what what just happened so like (laughs) moving pictures blew my mind and i think that even though i was already yeah rest in peace yeah Rest in peace. Yep. Rest in power. Uh, like changed my relationship. I think that album changed my relationship with music in a lot of ways, and and that Russia's band did. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I um <laughs> I really enjoyed uh, when we did the Rush twenty one twelve. For for like, those for those actually paying attention, we did do twenty one twelve. It is on the <laughs> list of uh, we should albums just, that we have covered. I was gonna say we should just have like a list of our old episodes, <laughs> and we can just be like number one, number this one, number this one. We should. Um, <laughs> The farther I we will get commend into this, you. The more... Well, yeah, I was gonna say, like, the more we do this, the yeah. more we have our own like little mythology of yeah, these no, these, uh, these stories. Um, but this the one really, things, I, I have to commend you on twenty one twelve as a choice, though. That's like a really, yeah. If you're gonna do a Rush album, um, it's not not quite, you know, the, everybody knows Tom album. That's right. Yeah. Well, like the whole concept part of it is like a whole side. So, like, yeah. Right. I hope that people right. are are uh, fans of what we chose to do with that. I won't spoil it. Um, I will have to look, give that a listen. Oh yeah, yeah, give it give it a little listen. Please do. <laughs> Tell me what you think about uh, the the uh, first uh, couple of clips. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was really uh, it was really nice to to learn something about Rush. Um, but yeah, what what else uh, would would you say kind of got you going with music? I mean, there's like a, a series of of different steps in yeah. uh, in my interest uh, mm-hmm. and and kind of passion with music. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bulb. Mm-hmm. I was a second generation Deadhead for a minute there. My father oh, okay, okay. Uh, later in life uh, actually got into the Grateful Dead. Okay. So uh, as as a child, I attended Dead concerts, having no idea what the heck I Wait, was in the middle of. Is that the same ones that were upset about the Wolfenstein thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually. <laughs> Actually, yeah, okay. might, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a gross. Yeah, we're talking about the original Castle Wolfenstein yes, top-down yes, yes. uh-huh. we shooter about game before, on the Apple before the, series, uh, so. before the record, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, um, it, it, indeed. Um, but yeah, 
uh, absolutely. And then um, I would I would later get get into the dead uh, for mm -hmm. a minute there myself. Um, yeah. And you said another... you played in a few bands earlier. Um, was that uh, was the dead kind of one of the things that uh, inspired you to play? I mean, I know uh, their live show is such a, a big deal. Yeah, to to a certain extent, I would say so. To a certain extent, definitely. Yeah. God, what ex what inspired me to play is hard to say, except that like, um, the the like junior high and high school jazz band experience, just like live musical oh, performance. Yeah. And and specifically having um having music teachers who really uh, yeah, emphasized improvisation. Mm -hmm. Um, that was that was a big factor. That was a big oh, okay. factor that kind of led me into being a musician. Uh, you know, more later on in my life before I realized I needed a day job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but other other key influences definitely include um, Ani DeFranco uh, okay. and Tori Amos are actually uh, really big in terms of my my nineties nineties influences um, as far yeah, as kind of uh, forming yeah. uh, some some of that relationship as well. So nice, nice. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So the, we're gonna we're gonna move into the album now. Um, I, I, I will say you should what, do a Tori album at some point. She certainly does concept. You know, albums. I I don't know a whole lot about Tori Amos, so <laughs> she she has done some concept albums for sure. Not all of them are, but some of them are. So okay, I don't know. Okay. Worth exploring. Definitely, Another yeah, dive. No, absolutely. I yeah. mean, Tori Amos is is one of those names that is is it always has around. popped up on some of our episodes. Oh, definitely. So, um, yeah, that's a great thing. Is I'll be able to learn something about her. Um, there you go. But um, this album is uh, the Animals is a very conceptual, um, you know, classic conceptual album. Um, all the all the um, songs connect to each other and um reference each other a little bit in some of the lyrics i always, I always appreciate the con I, I like the connection to uh animal farm and yes it's uh and it's a uh, loosely based on uh animal farm um which uh john J john's Great read book. i just read the synopsis um but it's like it's like uh, apparently like animal farm but for capitalism rather than like stalinism so um, but and and um, specifically uh, talking about uh, the politics in the UK at the time, so um, it's kind of taking that whole you know uh, uh, breakdown of society and applying it to their own situation. So, um, but yeah, I'm gonna get into the first track though. If you guys want to break into this, pigs on the wing, pigs one. on the wing, number one, jump in. All right, here it is. And watching for pigs on the wing. You know, the one of the first things, though, um, I, I was just thinking about this at like the end of the listen through, um, but it's applicable now. Um, are they like, is it like, is this, is this like a play on like when pigs fly like that, like that phrase, you know, like, um, cause it's like, I, I'm not, I'm not, that's the part of the album I don't quite get yet. And I know we're going to get into it, but, um, that's the only thing that stood out that I couldn't quite understand the like symbology, like pigs on the wing, like, why they're flying and i mean one I, one day well when pigs fly yeah yeah so. I, I, I would just like i'd say more because okay and again i'm coming from the book 
from because, the from, yeah yeah from the animal, animal farm. Because the pigs in the book, the pigs are the ones that take control. That's kind of where we get pigs. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. like kind of why we call cops pigs and well, stuff like that. Yeah. you know, like that. Though that, that's part of where the uh, yeah, it's where the the ideology kind of comes from. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> when you say pigs on the wing like this, I I feel like you're just kind of like talking because. They were pigs who who felt like they could fly, okay. Like like that yeah, in, see, in the could, book, I like like that. I said, because remember at the end of the at the end of the book, the pigs become the farmer. So they were pigs, and and they 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 led they led a riot, and they succeeded, and then yeah. they decided to keep running the farm. So they felt really high. Yeah. So you're looking for pigs on the wing. So okay. yeah, it is when pigs can fly, but that's because these pigs flew. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. If it's just in, in, in the uh, sense of the word, you know, yeah, in, in the, the story, the word, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. So um, I mean, I, I think I want to, and we are capitalist on pigs, that. So <laughs> yeah, right, what's up, Moses? Right. No, I, I want to expand on that or extend it just a little bit. That like I've always felt like it's a little bit like, um, and this is a call to the to the bookend at the back end of the album. Uh-huh. Um, like the pigs on the wing are kind of doing a flyby. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. Because the pigs are like the political class. You yeah. can't easily touch them, right? That's true. That's oh, true. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, they are the only ones in the story that seem to have any like power, leverage, and pull yeah, and yeah, influence. Yeah. Uh huh. Even though, even though it's sad, you know, to him. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I think I definitely agree with you guys about, about that. Um, yeah, just being just a general ascension of uh, them compared to the other classes, um, and that's one thing that um, I, I saw in the, the the wiki about this is like um, the different animals are supposed to be more representative of like classes um, than um, just characters. I no, guess. No, no, that well, in... that no, that's how it that's how it is in the book. Yeah, in the book, their classes as well. It's like yeah, no, yeah. it's it's like I told you, like the. I, I told you about the horse, right? Yeah, the horse they had to put down. Yeah, yeah, because he like he represented the proletariat. He represented yeah. the working class that fought for the freedom that that they did. Because throughout the whole book, again, I'm coming from the book, so I love to hear your guys' opinions on the advanced part. Uh-huh. But from the book, he is the proletariat. Every when he's plowing the fields and plowing them uh-huh. into the night like long you know yada yada it's for the farm he repeats that throughout the whole book for okay. the farm for everybody this is oh. this is for the whole he is the proletariat he is the masses okay like the hard working masses that wanted to make this system work okay you know okay. and the dogs even in the book, like the dogs are the ones that were watching the horses and the proletariat. Well, I was gonna say, like in and in this story, I think that the dogs and horses are rolled into one. I I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, obviously they condense some stuff because you know it's, it's an album. They only wanted five tracks. Yeah, yeah. But um, they didn't want to do a, a song about just a single horse. Yes, correct, like, correct. Yeah, it, 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 can't, it, you can't cover every animal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But they they have they do have most of them. I think the horses yeah. may be one of the only ones uh, missing from what I've read in the synopsis. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, and, and in the book, it's just a single horse. So, yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, and, so. and it's and it's only like one or two dogs, and it's only a couple of cows. Uh-huh. This is a small. I mean, the, this book was written in like the '60s or something like. That. Really, a farm in someone's so, backyard you know, at that it's, point. It's 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 <laughs> a '60s farm. Right. There's not a hundred cows. There's not three dogs. There's like it's not one a, or two it's not dogs. A factory farm, there's a couple of saying. horses. Yes, there's there's a couple. It's a, of, it's, a it's a regular it, ass. It was just, it's uh, like Charlotte's uh, Web. It was, it was a yeah. Like it was Charlotte's, Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's Web. Farm. <laughs> it's a it was a go out and I'm gonna I'm gonna feed my family and make a little bit of money and that was uh-huh. that was farming back in the day. Well, I just wanted to uh, uh, point out one lyric though. Um, just um, it, it just because it comes up when you on Pigs on the Wing too. But like it starts, um, the album starts with uh, you know really personal kind of you know uh, conversation between two people, and um, looking up at the pigs on the wing, and then um, the key line though here for me is wondering which of the buggers to blame. So like he's at a point where he's like he knows that I mean he's he's un he has unrest and he he wants to the system's embroiled but but he's at the point where he's like looking for someone to blame like someone to blame rather than like the whole system you know what i mean so i think this is um and and yeah like i said this does this connects with what is going to be happening at the uh, last track the the if you haven't heard the album if you know because you're like a millennial or something um the, uh, the the bookends of the album are like uh short songs that are reminiscent of like wish you were here um so and then the middle three are uh, both all really big the meaty meat. epics so um let's Fuck get arms. into the meat because um, sandwich this next song is just uh it's just amazing um, dogs, we're moving on to. So here we go. Oh, it just takes me back. Uh, I know. <laughs> beautiful, yeah. beautiful guitar too. Great guitar work. Yeah, Great yeah. Guitar work. It, it's just that it, it's best clip of the album. It's so it's so emotional. You know what I mean? It's such a like you're like you know you're in jazz or whatever, um, or you you're familiar with jazz and like that feels like one of those moments in jazz where someone gets to like the end of a solo and they're just wailing. You know what I mean? Like it really it's like um. It, it was built up too in the song too, you know. There's mm-hmm. a there's a great build up to it, um, and then the release. Yeah, and then I it's mean, just like, ah. it's a 17 minute song. Yes, it's it's <laughs> epic. It's long. It is a hell of a 17 minutes though. Yeah, yeah. They're lucky that they're Floyd and their record label allowed them to do this at this time. You know, uh, well, I mean, at that point, they'd already done so much crazy yeah, shit. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't, why would it. you say no? They sold the point. hell out of it. It doesn't, to a record company, like, they can say a lot of things, but it doesn't matter how crazy it comes out. If it sells, you will get money thrown at you to keep doing it until mm-hmm. it doesn't sell. Well, and this song, <laughs> and this song, we should note, like, um, there is a version, like, if, if you listen to just the last, like, four minutes of the song which has that which starts with the (laughs) um then like you know there is a nice 
good radio edit for this song, which is nice. Um, oh, I didn't know the rest well, of this song existed. Yeah, right. Until no, we I know. To this I album. know. When we were, I heard the version. And like all a bunch of the lyrics that come after it, but I never heard nothing before, and I didn't really hear anything about it after. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. It's, it's there's a radio edit, <laughs> and um, they play it on this Pandora is also all this the is time. this is also the one um, the one song that is also written by David Gilmore as far as the lyrics and stuff. Most of it's written by Waters. Most right. of them, yeah, Waters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, the dog though represents a lot of. Uh, a big swath of society, I think. Um, you know, like working man. Yeah, working man, definitely. Um, I was also thinking maybe like the like soldiers. You know, maybe vets. Enforcers you know. a little bit. Um, I guess in a, in a sense, like it's what um, you know, middle age to you know old men deal with in the uh you know capitalist system you know as far as being in like you know uh uh workshops and and doing really hard oh. stuff like 40 to 60 hours a week you know um so i mean this song is confusing yeah <laughs> i'm just yeah. gonna say it it's it is it like, goes all over the place it, it kind of like goes yeah. all over the place because like the yeah. the first part of it sounds so corporate right uh -huh, uh -huh. like um yeah. like to pull out uh very strict like a little a little like um lyrical uh bit like yeah. um after a while you can work off points for style like a club tie and a firm handshake right mm -hmm. yeah like yeah it's very like corporate oh, and then the way like, that verse ends kind of like have a cigar yeah come on here dude boy have a cigar go for you know it's just like yeah yeah which does actually tie into our Pink Floyd expanded universe uh, theory. Mm, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. These are all actually one album, guys. It, it truly is. <laughs> Starting with Dark Side, I don't think it includes metal. I'm not sure. Yeah, I feel like Dark Side to like maybe the final cut. Even though I'm not a huge fan of the final cut, I still include it because, you know, there's some, there's a couple there's solid, a couple, there's tracks. a couple solid tracks. I it's do. just, it's just a lot. It's just not, you know. It's just not as exciting, I guess. I, I, well, I do like the way this, this verse ends, though. Yeah. You have to be trusted by the people that you lie to so that when they turn their backs on you, you'll get the chance to put the knife in. Kind of kind of sounds uh. like something we may be dealing with now. Huh? Mm, mm, huh? Mm, yeah. But again, very corporate, very capitalist, very like, yeah. you know. Well, yeah, that is. Oh, that's like doggy the, dog. Yeah, that's. Oh, dog eat dog. Oh, mm, that. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it is, um, I think you're right. Like it, it is dog eat dog, um, that they're kind of trying to get at, you know, turn your back, this is you, knife in, um, cause that's what you're, you know, supposed to do to rise up the corporate ladder or whatever. Um, yeah, top dog, but, but it does go on to say like, you know, even though, you know, maybe they're rising, like you got to keep looking over your shoulder, you know, it's going to get harder and harder. Um, and uh oh yeah and it ends ends really really depressing where it's like and then you'll what was it hide your head in the sand just another sad old man all alone and dying of cancer and i did not know that's what that was until i read the lyrics i'd listened to the yeah. song so many times it uh -huh. and like you don't really pick it out and you're like, yeah you're right it doesn't yeah. really sound like he's saying cancer because i also words 
Yeah, like um, uh, in another track, uh, we'll uh, get to shamble. Um, never mind. We'll get there. Um, there, but yeah, there there are a few words he says very English, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a very it's a really like you know dark song, like a lot um more like real and like full of like just. And it's a really well written um, example of just the crazy hardships you go through just trying to make it in capitalism, you know, seeing as this is a, you know, capitalism, um, you know, critique. Um, right, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we would be remiss to not mention the stone, which I think mm -hmm. is first introduced mm -hmm. in this in this song as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right before the second big guitar thing. Yeah, because they'll keep doing callbacks to that stone through like the whole album, basically. Uh huh. And um, there's a reference in the wall too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To the carrying the stone. Well, I think that I think the stone thing might be a Bible verse um, that they're referencing because I've heard a, a couple bands that refer to the idea of like having a weight uh, around your neck or a stone around your neck. Um, I don't know the exact like context, but um, I. Th think it's biblical there's a, <clears throat> there's a few biblical things in this album the stone that was rejected by the builders shall be the cornerstone i don't know ah, if, i don't know if it's it. the same one but, but that is, that is a quote <laughs> that's another that's another <laughs> bible quote with a stone in it that is a bible quote with a stone in it <laughs> but yeah no it's one that it's Bob i think Marley, like reached for uh, rather you ever wonder how stone. high jesus was when he said that <laughs> jesus, dude. Was on, jesus was on dude good man stuff, think about it the stone that that guy rejected, that's going to be my guy. <laughs> he was pretty... It was a nice stone, though. Yeah, it was a, it was a solid stone. Um, but I think it's the, the stone... It's a keystone. The stone generally, though, uh, like around the neck, I think represents um, your kind of debt to society or, or your <laughs> guilt towards... Or you, your feeling a of guilt. A burden of sorts, almost. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you feel like you're, you need to work as much as you do because it's expected of you you know so that's like this weight on you from before you can even choose to <laughs> decide but to do that on 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 the coin of the uh the the way we're talking here and against uh, our, our system everyone's expendable and no one has a real friend that is how jobs actually work a lot to these days yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, you could you could die. You see it on Facebook and you want to deny it, but it's true. You could die tomorrow and your job would just try to take 15 days to find someone new. That's 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 it. Uh, but but notably <laughs> in the context of the song, just keep on pretending right. that everyone's expendable, right? right. Like oh, yeah, there yeah. is right. a real human heart behind the narrator that's, in this. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's um Well, no, that, that, maybe that's the this whole point. If anything the... is main character whereas i think that maybe the next two songs aren't about whoever the main character might be or uh, protagonist i guess um so i think if that maybe will. this is like the theme song i guess for the protagonist after the conversation about the you know pigs on the wing you know right. so and then um might as well get on to the next song though while we're talking about it um, it's a good move. This next song is uh, where we really get into the the uh, the piggies and what they are all about. 
This is Pigs, Three Different Piggies. Oh, that's the other this word. That's a great album. Charade. Charade. Yep. That, it's all charade. You know, I always was, thought it was she'll ride. I, I know. I, she'll I, ride you up. I, I don't even think I ever even thought about what that word was. I thought it was just a nonsense word that he was just using hey, to fill you space, you know? Right, how? Like, I thought it was like a, a la-la or na-na type of thing, you know? And then I finally looked sure at the lyrics. I'm like, oh, man, he sang charade, the whole song. I mean, that I makes can't a big verify difference. this for sure in terms of my personal history, but I think yeah. it was probably watching Star Trek The Next Generation and, and watching Patrick Stewart go, charade, and going like, oh, that's that's what's going on. Ah, uh, yes, yes. It's that. It's It must be Sir a, Euro- it's a European Sir thing. Stewart. Yeah, yes, that's right. Sir As Patrick most of you millennials know from American Dad. Yes, yes, he's the he's the, the CIA, the director. little bald guy. He's the CIA director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know from Picard, as uh, for those of us paying for CBS All Access. Oh man, I, I I'm sorry, Dad, but I still haven't seen Picard. <laughs> yeah. He likes my dad sent me like the link for it and everything. I still haven't watched it. <laughs> um, I'm from a Trek family, by the way. So I mean, we're um, we. Brad, I love this shout out to your dad. I love it, man. Yeah, I, I like. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> I'll get to <laughs> it. <laughs> Dude. I suppose. So I mean, well, while we're on the topic, my day job is I work in online learning. Okay. I had to make a course to train my faculty uh, under COVID because everybody is online now and they used to yes. not be the case. Yeah. yeah. So I called it, uh, the, the platform we use is called Canvas. Uh-huh. It is the self-paced online Canvas knowledge course. Mm, self-paced. AKA Spock. Spock. Ah-ha! Uh, nice. Did it take you a minute to, uh, to, to figure out that acronym? Oh my God! Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you but we love acronyms yeah. in education, so oh, I knew yeah. I needed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. True. yeah, 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 yeah. That's fantastic. My dad would be proud. The the only ones who love the acronyms more than us are the military. They they oh, really my love God. their acronyms. Yeah. Well, yeah. the military and leftists, leftists, yeah, oh, love no, their acronyms, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what, socialists, man. So I guess education is like a sweet spot between the military and the leftists. Yeah, We're yeah, like yeah. literally the center of that. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and the the military is, um, is, uh, what I would say is maybe one of the the dog characters in the last track. And then Mm -hmm. the people that like maybe run the military would be the pigs, right? All of this to get back to the pigs. I'm I'm just trying to get back to the pigs. That's all I'm doing really. Um, that do a good job guys. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it, it it goes through three different. Pig- I mean, it follows the the framing of like three little pigs, like the the old you know uh, story uh, book story. Um, but it it really lays out three different parts of like uh, you know the bad society, society he's trying or... to he's trying to expose. Um, the first one is like is kind of just your I think corporate bigwig type you know Definitely. yeah he's a big wheel yeah yeah um the second one seems like i had a little hard time figuring out the second verse like what this character is exactly but i think it's kind of like a like 
moralistic leader that's kind of trying to suppress the you know people in their community maybe or um i don't know the second the second verse gave me a little uh, confusion it's blurry between the second and third verses yeah like yeah. um yeah the critique is uh-huh yeah like the first verse is pretty clear and then the third verse is very clear because he's talking about a real person but like right the second verse like I don't know. It's like it's like he's painting a picture of like a really specific uh, type of person in society that I don't know about. Well, it's kind of like in in a group of three like you have here. Usually one person, even though they want the power and they want to be part of the machine. Somebody's got to somebody's got to like manage the public. Do you know what I mean? Manage that wheel. Manage that. Mm-hmm. Keep 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 the wheel running. Keep and you turning. almost kind of yeah. feel like that's what the second those. verse is. is yeah. Ha ha! What a charade you are. You oh. keep trying to calm us down. You keep trying to talk us into your scheme, but you're a charade. You do have sympathy for us, but not enough to actually be like a real like. You, so, you're not one of us. You but you pretend to be one. Yeah. Of us. So it's like it's hmm. like uh um. Not to get too, not to get too good, political, but I, say, a Trump I can't supporter. think of a great. Uh, it's like someone that's still on the Trump train or something. But, you know what but I mean? you know, <laughs> but it's almost like because I know plenty of people now that are like that too. Yeah, with with people that like, voted like, for okay, Trump someone, and they're still kind of on the Trump train, but they realize well, it's kind of like you know. Uh, um, I think I think what you're trying to say is like it's like the the poor that support the rich because they have some illusion that they will be yeah, able to like, get like to this, that status. Like this guy, this yeah. guy's like, hey, come on, you know, it's not all bad. You, you blah, 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 uh-huh. you work hard, yada, yada. You can be just like us. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah, yeah. on, just, just follow up us. from your bootstraps. Yeah, boot, yeah, this is like, yeah, it's like the bootstraps type of, of people. It's a positive you know? bootstrap guy, and the point of this song is seeing through that. Yeah. And, um, like the point of this verse is seeing through that. I, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, good call. Um, and I think that the last, the, the last verse, we might as well mention the, the actual person it's made, uh, you know, it's referencing is, uh, Mary Whitehouse, who is a, um, a, a conservative in, uh, the UK politics of that time. And, um, her whole thing was she wanted, um, she basically wanted the, a more moralistic society. She wanted people to stop act, you know, being themselves in public. Like that's what a, you know, a lot of critique of hers was. Um, Man, the sex pistols must have hated her. Oh yeah. I think everyone hated her. Uh, that was remotely punk rock at the time. Um, but, uh, she was, she's like kind of, um, um, shit. What was the, what was the British prime minister that was around during Reagan? Um, Thatcher, yes, I think th- she's like a. She's uh, the pre- predecessor type. of Thatcher. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's like. Oh, she's the predecessor on, yeah. of Thatcher. I think so. Okay, because yeah, she is a strong, um, strong woman in in British politics. So that could be, yeah, I'm not sure the timeline um, of that, but um, yeah, it's it's so you know you got the first one, you got your business guy. The second one, you got your dude that's just kind of supporting the system, even though they're not benefiting from it. And then the third one, you get into the politicians. So I feel like those are pretty good, pretty good exa- like people to put as the pigs in this uh, scenario. The three little piggies. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's and that's um, 
Is that what the Three Little Piggies is kind of about too? Like the fact that no matter, well, I guess they they beat the wolf in the end. So I mean, they uh, were pretty good at building houses to a point. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that that does go a little further back. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, those Three Little Piggies have been around for a long time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I think I mean that's clearly. Um, I mean to come back to the animal animal farm piece though, right? Yeah. Weren't, weren't there three pigs in that? One of them is Napoleon. Oh, um, no, absolutely. Yeah, well, yes. yeah, yeah. In, there's an, an older animal pig farm, and then two yes, younger pigs. There are three pigs. Yeah. And they're because they're representing um, Lenin, Stalin, and uh, the, the third guy. The other guy. The guy that the, <laughs> the guy that when Lenin passed away, it was he's supposed like the, to take control. He's like the right. Stalin, of the group, Stalin killed you know? him. Stalin threw him out. Yeah. Yeah. Made, made sure he died so Stalin could. Because Stalin was not a leader. Oh, wait, wait. Was that the guy that. Yeah, I think that was one of the guys. Well, Stalin assassinated everybody. What am yeah, I talking yeah. about? Yeah, well, yeah. See, like, because because Stalin was like he he like managed the books for the three of them. Like he was not anything. He wasn't supposed guy. to be a leader. He was he kind of like helped. I will admit I used the internet and like took care of the books and stuff like that. What's up, Moses? I'll, I'll admit I used the internet. Pig number three is Trotsky. Trotsky, Trotsky. that's the one. That's the one. Thank that's you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, I was yeah, like, "There's an was, answer for this." Let me. He was, let me he was mute pushed my mic. out real fast. Sorry, socialist buddies. Uh, I should have remembered that. You ever wonder <laughs> what would have happened if Trotsky would have actually taken control of the Communist Party? Well, uh, you know what? Thought for a different time. Thought for a different uh, time. You're not the first person to ask that question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I know I'm, I'm not. Say there's there's whole uh, courses on that kind of stuff. Actually, because <laughs> Trotsky was not a bad guy. Well, I, I mean, mean, I'm not saying he was a good guy. Well, but like, he, really, he, he was he had to have been better than Stalin. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't want to get I don't want to get too in the weeds, but I right, mean, like, right. you know, TLDR, yeah. like uh, Russian Revolution. There was a lot of people that were thinking that the revolution wasn't ready yet. Like they shouldn't do the revolution because it wouldn't succeed. And those people happen to be right. Because like Stalin, you know, he he ended up just creating what is not communism at all. <coughs> no, but, um, you know, and uh, <coughs> the rest is history. But um, yeah, it is. It, it's one of those things where like at first there was some really positive things happening in the uh, Russian Revolution, like an animal farm. You know, it's yeah. a, it's an allegory for. Um, but you know, then essentially the, those the in power took control recreated uh the pig, well actually yeah. i i like to say the pigs became the humans that's that's that was the problem well yeah that's they started yeah. drinking the beer they drove the trucks they lived in the house they started eating meat and when somebody died they shipped them off for money yeah yeah well and, 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 and job. The, yeah and then i think in the last scene they're even um a human and the the pigs are having a poker game together yes and they're both trying to cheat that's actually like yeah. that's and that's then the, oh and that's yeah the ending yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. and then ending. the the animals outside can't tell them apart and that's like kind of the whole end of the moral of the story you know um it's like the dogs playing poker velvet painting kind of style or are we talking something yeah 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 yeah. it's like oh, that that's but with actually pigs. that's actually what you're looking yeah, at here. yeah yeah with pigs. and then well, and then you got a couple of guys in there that are like a half half morphing between pig and, and man, which I assume. Oh, so you got an android at the table. Man, oh, bear, pig? Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, that'd be so dis- that Like, I just thought about a pig, like, upright and, like, doing human stuff. And that's just, that's kind of disturbing. Every time I think about it, I just think about a pig driving a truck and I go, damn. 
Yeah, right. Oh, that's so silly. That's that's, that's so, so silly. that's so crazy. You can't, you can't drive a car. Dave, that's like a bear driving a tractor. How can that be? How can that fucking be? Um, but you guys want to move on to the next track? Yeah. Give me another. So we've torn down pigs three different ways. So let's move on. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I think we've got as much out of the the pigs as we can. You know. Um. So the next track is sheep. God, that part really like gets me every time. It's so especially because the song is called spooky. "Sheep." Yeah, yeah, um, and and that's a that's a definitely one that like I never knew what the lyrics were in the background, <laughs> and um, yeah, I chose I, I I chose that section too because like the the um, the production is just you know insane. You know, you're just like in this weird like. It's like a weird dream almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The album gets you there a couple times, I think. That and it's that also that space. piece we're talking about. Um, it's a little bit of the mystery of Floyd, where you yeah. have parts of the studio work where you're like, "Who the heck was responsible for that?" Yeah, it, it, it like, really, you really wonder how it was done, and yeah, it's just because they're they're so they're so out there sounds and it was so you know back in the 70s too so the 77 you know so um i can definitely see why people took acid and listened to pink floyd (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know uh, does that make a little bit of sense to you brad oh yeah no just a little bit bit. yeah yeah um they might go together just um but yeah yeah um but yeah this um there's so many good just production and instrumental uh sections of this album um and it's really it really is one of the albums of pink floyd that is kind of uh like i i don't play this one a whole lot honestly. well you know um, it, it's, it's one so that kind of goes good. under my radar well it's so good but it's overshadowed because a when you think about pink floyd you think about the wall and dark side that's true that that's what that is the, what what's in the public I, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. The pop, public, pop culture, pop wise. culture, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah, you want to call most... it. I call it the pop monster, whatever. The pop monster. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. What's in? What these are the things that are like in pop culture. And then, and then, if you delve, you get fans that know. Wish you were here because of the lore and the yada yada. And, and then there's, I would say the next level will be wish you here in animals. We have yeah. a second subset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but animals even even after that though is still like wish you were here is usually before animals uh-huh. it is it is even in though fact, animals, animals is just as good a quality as any of them in yeah. my animals opinion. resides at the same place as metal in terms of floyd fans yes correct. like dark side then wish you were here and then metal and animals are both like oh you're starting to reach i mean the wall is the, right the there wall, the wall the wall is number one well i feel like everybody the wall, knows what the wall is well i feel like the wall it really uh depends on who you are heard, well even if you haven't heard the 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 songs you well I, I was i'm just saying like i know people is. i know people that were like uh uh in high school or something when the wall came out and it oh, was like a little right. overplayed it was too overplayed um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's the only reason i can see someone like hating it is just hearing it 
way too much. Well, it's also, I mean, sure. it's also kind of a departure a little bit from some of their right. styles. As we discussed in detail in the last Speaking two episodes. Of, uh, breaking away discussed. from the pack, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do you guys think that there's any um, reference to Barrett in this album? I know the last album is like a lot so. of focus on Barrett, but nah, I don't no. think so. I feel like I would say not at all. This yeah. one, yeah, yeah, this one, this one's a good separation from that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, here's one of the things about the expanded Pink Floyd universe um, is that it, in that context, um, "Wish You Were Here" is very much a step aside to mm -hmm. uh, an artist, somebody who is not neurotypical. Uh -huh. And and their struggle um, within this this larger context of like yeah. capitalist Britain, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's happening out there, whereas like both Dark Side and Animals are describing this the society, right? They're both yeah, describing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, not an individual yeah. as much as yeah, the wider. Yeah, thing. I, I mean, and yeah, and Wish We Were Here is kind of extraordinary in in that part in its own way right it takes yeah. such an homage to um <laughs> and yet by contrast such a huge departure from sid barrett's actual work <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah. such an homage to who he who he is and what he represented to the band as a human being so uh-huh uh-huh yeah because i mean he definitely um you know was a someone that was in their hearts and thoughts for a long time you know he's uh he's referencing the wall um, with a, a one a part of the movie, um, but I was actually just I, I was unaware until today that that they knew each other so far back. I didn't know that Sid Barrett and David Gilmour were friends before Floyd. So um, yeah, when when I learned that, I didn't fact, know that. Yeah, apparently they they would according to the Wikipedia they uh, they went to. Um, I think they studied together and they traveled Europe together, um, it said. And so, you know, it kind of it kind of makes sense why Gilmore was such a shoe in from the gate. You know what I mean? Because right. I always thought that that transition between Barrett and Gilmore was like seamless. Like I couldn't musically couldn't tell very much like the difference until like the wall and some of the later stuff, you know, but. For me, I like you know the transition is like I don't know. Wait, do you got do you do you know? That's also what's so cool about the wall, is that because like because it's a straight up, um, you know, to to Sid Barrett, like it's a straight up what would you call it memorial memoriam? Well, I mean, to I feel like Sid Barrett, you wish were allowed you were here. to get different. Yeah, well, I feel like wish you were here is more of a, you know. Personal. Okay. Okay. No. No. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the wall, wall I feel is like a biography. Just, yeah. Wall. I think the wall just touches. On very, so the wall very, is a biography to him. Well, no, I don't. The wall isn't all about Sid Barrett, though. The wall oh, no. is about a lot of other things. Oh, like, it's it's. Like I was Sid always told small... pink is like a pink is like a combination of like him and Roger Waters. Yeah, but That's I mean, I like always... it's. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but like I the character, yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that they're like that character is like the hero of the movie per se. You know what I mean? It's like as opposed to Wish You Were Here, that's like more just like touching on 
Um, or a tribute their, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though, yeah, 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 yeah Wish yeah, you yeah. were here as a tribute to their their former. Well, yeah, and, and but yeah, the wall is is about yeah, it's about a lot of of big stuff. Well, as we've discussed, anti-hero, right? I mean, like yeah, I know you yeah. guys, you've covered this. Ground, we've covered but... this like start to finish. I mean, right, we've, yeah, we've talked about all two, two albums. We we whole better we, we might as well not even repeat ourselves. Um, so sheep. Sheep. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we were on sheep. Wow. We got really off the weeds that one. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is, I mean, sheep is probably one of the easiest like um, metaphors for people to understand as far as like cool. class stuff goes, you know. Um, it's, Definitely. Yeah, it's kind of the, the people that are just existing in the society, you know, that aren't, um, aren't necessarily. blindly chant out their whatever they want to say. What's that? Far legs good, two legs bad. Just whatever's <laughs> in their mind, just jumping right in. Yeah, uh, which is also uh, one of the taglines for a movie where sheep turn into humans. Check it out. Uh. I don't know the name of the movie right now. I think it's called. Wait, it's Black Sheep. Black Sheep. Go look. Go watch Black Sheep. It's a trip. And they say, "Oh, Chris two- Farley and David Spade. Great movie. No, nope, different one. <laughs> different Black Sheep. Different Black Sheep." Um. No, no, no. This one Backtrack. once once the the uh, the the sheep become these like zombie human things, and they start saying, four legs good, two legs bad." Bad. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> now I know that's from Animal Farm. I didn't know that before, but um, true yeah, story, true story. Actually. But yeah, I think that this is like you know, kind of like families um, and like consumers and just kind of people that just you know support the society they're in just by living in it finally supporting yeah Yeah. Uh uh-huh yeah and um not in a malicious way they just don't think about it you know so i mean it's essential i think to consider the end of this song lyrically oh like the the clip we chose right no no well yes but with but with words uh yes (laughs) yes yes exactly like are you you talking about like the dogs are dead yeah, that's true. Um, at the end, well, actually, before we get into that, like, um, just the the okay, Lord's yeah, my shepherd yeah. part. Um, oh, like man, he he goes stuff. into well, it start you know, it's like oh. it's a prayer, which is like a common people thing, but like it gets really dark, like musically, like the clip that we chose, okay. it gets very dark. Yes. Um, and then yeah, like you were saying in the end, like the dogs are dead. You better stay home, or or you're essentially or you're next you know is Who's your well, it's like the sheep have risen up but the dogs are dead but what about the pigs mm-hmm. pigs still control it yeah yeah um and is this they ain't hanging this a, from the high planks of yeah the high places and the hooks i was about to say is this supposed to be like a um a turnaround then for the sheep yeah i think so you can first me land couplets and Scream, Bleeding and babbling, we fell on his neck with a scream. scream. Scream, Wave upon wave of demented Avengers marched cheerfully out of obscurity into the dream. Dream, dream. Mm. The buggers. <laughs> so wait, wait. So did the did the sheep kill the dogs? The sheep rise up. The sheep rise up. The sheep rise the up and take back. We take back what that was taken from us. Okay, okay. I think I think I see what you're saying. 
Oh, and then we'll make. I think that's. Yeah. And we'll make the buggers. The dogs eyes are dead. Water. You better stay home and do as you're told. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm seeing this now. I'm seeing this now. It's kind of coming together. Um, but right, I, I but just... the cycle is going to reinforce itself, right? Like, sure, they've thrown off what they perceive as oh, mm, because at the end he says, "Do as you're told." That's the well. That's the okay, problem that's with when, revolution. That's when the sheep are because if revolution well, goes right and the cycle goes right, you get a period of like things going right. But when like the, that's part of the problem that they had with the communist revolution in Russia and such, even us. With capitalism, this is kind of what's happening now. Well, if when you the would... cycle goes bad and it stays bad, shit gets fucked up. Well, and uh, just to uh, back up my socialist buddies, like uh, one of the things is um, hey, I'm a socialist too, okay? For sure, for sure, you know. Um, but uh, oh shit, what was I gonna say? I think I just, I think I just lost it. You got it. You got it. Concept oh, Brad. Yeah, I know. I know, man. It's uh, these, these these albums are too. Um... Oh, oh, oh! I was gonna say revolutionary stuff. Um, so, um, my I, I think that one of the things is that if you do a revolution in the same manner that those you're fighting would do it, then you know you, you kind of become them. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna revolt and re- have a revolution, you need to, you know, uh, you need to do the right you need, thing. You need to put forth the ideals that you want your society to have. No, I, like I said, dude, if if you're gonna do it, then do it, and then put put forth what you want to what you wanted to get out of it the whole yeah. time. Yeah, like in the right way. Because if you don't do that, that's how you get civil unrest for like the like yeah fear fear controls people I mean, for so long let's be but eventually clear about you will this. have civil unrest if, if you don't do punk rock right you get an american idiot which is a great <laughs> album but it's not really punk it's kind of just yeah, rock right yeah, yeah. It's, it's just got a few punk it's got a few punk parts but mostly it's it's um it's we more cover, pop we, we covered that one too, oriented by the way. yeah 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 <laughs> i mean yeah. it's edgy but, but the I, edges are very small yeah, no, I mean, I know, I know what you mean. Like, it's, it's, um, it, like certain certain artists get to the point where they are, you know, making money off of the capitalist system in this case, and um, you know, sometimes you can tell it in their music. Sometimes you can see the art change when they lose touch. You know, um, and often, lose touch lose control. Uh huh. And often that happens when they make a lot of money. Unfortunately. Um, cause they're not like living the same life as like their fans anymore, it's money's the you know, worst. they're living a different, you know, uh, they're living, making so much money or whatever, or status that they're just different, you know, I just think it's no album podcast. George Orwell and, uh, and Pink Floyd left cats out of the equation and that's not an accident. Yeah. No, that's I don't know point. why. I honestly don't know why. But, um, yeah. but uh, I was gonna say we're getting uh, like uh, to the point where we should take a break. I and, think. Well, well, it's uh, break yeah, time. Okay, we're almost um, at the fifth track of five. Hey, and, and so. then when we come back, uh, we're grilling you on your uh, your your albums that you picked. We have, right. we have, and then we we have, have one more segments. segment to do. Yeah, yes. we have some segments yes. to do. Yes, it's gonna get deep. All right. All right. Well, then, um, well, I'll, I'll keep the the video stuff going or whatever, but I will press pause on this. We will be right back with the album concept hour. This is Jake the Snake Foster. 
from Under the Covers with Jake the Snake Foster. And you're listening to the Album Concept Hour. Welcome, everybody, back to the Album Concept Hour for the second half of the podcast. Um, we are doing Pink Floyd's Animals as part of our Week of Floyd. Pink Floyd. Week, week of, of Floyd. Pink Floyd. Week of Pink Floyd. Floyd. Um, and, uh, yeah, we before we get back into animals though um we're gonna ask uh, a really hard question of our yeah. guest here and uh oh oh wait you want to do that first dave Tis a no i'm just question. okay okay Taking time we'll, up we'll do that next um but uh yeah uh we're going thirsty. to ask you your desert island songs so uh here's are we the... talking songs or albums albums albums, albums, sorry, albums. sorry albums okay yeah, yeah yeah songs would be even harder that yeah um, that's even that would be awful oh that would be a fun thing too so yeah. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. start hold with on hold on the there's cheat. a there's a theme oh. all right continue everything <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that is so due <laughs> I, I need to escape from la now thank um, you to uh grant summerlin by well, the way. snake Liston. <laughs> I know, seriously. Um, so this is uh, an impossibly complicated question for me. Yes, um, it is. And everyone. yet it, it is harkens back to a bit that was done on a radio station in my youth. I think it was KLSX, but it might have been KLOS, okay. where there was like a Desert Island 5. Um, and it was like it was like a thing and whatnot. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the Cheat, the Cheat album is definitely the compilation Bob Marley album, Songs of Freedom. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's actually good, because it good is call. four albums in one. Yeah, but it's also amazing. No, that's, it's got that's legit. like different eras of Bob. Oh, man. It's got this random acoustic medley on the second album. It's, it's, it's just it's so much music yeah, yeah. and so much good music. Mm-hmm. But I recognize that's a cheat. No, so no, I, that's no. It that's I just I haven't thought of that actually. That's a good cheat. Yeah, this, this question. it's a cheat. It, yeah, it's that's a, a cheat. great. That's a pretty that's good one. It's the, Kona- yeah. the Konami code, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It is. Yeah. It's kind of my Konami code for this question. I think we have um, had people put greatest hits on a list, but like usually, like people will put like one greatest hits on. Yeah, and, and it's okay uh, in that vein, actually, because I do have a, a greatest hits album that I um, would definitely have on this list, or probably depending on how I wind up cutting it. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, if I, I I do think I would need a Bob Marley album on a desert island um or even if i was trapped in uh like a bunker yeah um that's then great. i would want to imagine myself yeah. on a desert island yeah. so if i had to not have a four cd <laughs> album i would probably go with bob marley's exodus okay okay um yeah. yeah it's the production on that album is stunning yeah it's really fantastic the track exodus is one of the most like get up and move jam yeah, uh, yeah, you know, and plus it has my name in it, so I mean, you know, there's another bro- uh, brother uh, Moses going to cross the Red Sea, so like, oh, you know, that's not, not Wolfenstein, too. yeah, no Wolfenstein, no, okay, Bob okay. Marley did not talk about Wolfenstein. So. I was about to say that'd be wild, <laughs> it truly would be, that would have been crazy, yeah, yeah. Um, so if I'm not cheating, I'll, I'll go with, with Exodus, okay. Um, okay. I need a jazz album, and mm. it's a little bit of um, like a gimme of a like popular, most popular jazz album of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, what, what do you think I'm going to go with here? If I, if uh, I say that, what, Love Supreme or or blue uh, train? the blue uh, kind of blue, blue. kind of blue, kind of yeah. blue. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, probably got. There are other blue. albums I could take instead of it, but like kind of blue is a perfect jazz <laughs> yeah. album. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Miles Davis was an asshole, but 
that album is and stunning. A of, unfortunately, a lot of talented people are assholes. Incredibly <laughs> good players on there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It gets complicated after this, especially if I'm trying to narrow it down to five, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so you said Get best it. ofs, and I, you know, part of me is like, I'd love to have the best of Val Green. Okay. Like, of- it is the greatest hits album, but there's not a single, like... He doesn't have an incredibly deep catalog otherwise. You said Al Green? Al Green. Okay, okay. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good yeah, pick. Best of Al Green is just like yeah. some seriously good stuff. Man, you're going to be fucking chilling on this album. You're exactly. No, and that's part relaxed. of it. So, like, part of this is comes down to something that my mother actually taught me a long time ago. The difference between amazing art in a museum and livable art. And if you're stuck with just a handful of albums, uh-huh. you need to live with those albums. They can't necessarily be like the most incredible art pieces that you uh-huh. love. Uh-huh. They've got to be pretty livable. Mm. Mm-hmm. So my list is kind of like, it's very heavily biased towards that. Yeah. Yeah. That's legitimate. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Is that- so if, if I had to do three, I'm kind of <laughs> fucked at this point. Right. Because I've got like 10 here. let's count for one yeah right exactly um but but some of the other albums that are definitely going to make it into the top five Uh um the grateful dead needs an album Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i'm torn between american beauty and working man's dead Mm. american beauty is the real balancing out i'd probably lean towards american beauty because it has like the upbeat stuff and i've already got some really mellow stuff in the mix Mm. yeah yeah like both of those albums are masterpieces. Both of, both of them are, are like just yeah. some stunningly good work by the dead. Better than anything they ever played live. <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah. The it's experience just, of just being at a, a dead show live is one thing, but listening to the, the studio dead albums, they really you yeah. know, had the time to, to bring it on home. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I mean Pink Floyd, like maybe metal. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Comes back to that livable question, like. Yeah, metal's kind of all over the place, but it's a very livable album, and I super love it. Um, yeah, yeah. Here, here's an odd one. Yeah, um, Grimes. Okay, Grimes. Uh, pre okay. pre Elon Musk Art Angels. Okay, okay. I've I've heard a little bit of Grimes, but yeah, I'm familiar. I happen to like that album a lot. Yeah, okay. It's uh, for for whatever reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, Something more uh, more recent or whatever too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I'm going to leave out, out a bunch of stuff, but I'm just going to end by saying Bob Dylan. Yeah. And it's a very hard choice. Um, you know, Blood on the Tracks, Blonde on Blonde or Highway 51. Uh-huh. It's going to be one of those three, 61, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> 51, that other yeah. highway. Um, whichever whichever one it is. Whichever highway it is. Yes. Um, I mean, I would probably wind up with Blonde on Blonde. Okay. But it's a hard call between those three albums. So, you know. Wasn't yeah, one of those that... Johnny G's pick. Um, you know, it could have been. He was. He's a big. I can't remember uh, if it was Highway. 61 he's a big Dylan guy. Yeah, yeah. The other um, one of our previous co-hosts, uh, uh, John Griffin. Uh, Griffith. Is Griffith, have... uh, Griffin, shout out. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, he was Epic a real Doc Dylan fan, so he he definitely uh, mentioned a few you of those. You have good taste. Yeah, good yeah, taste. yeah. Very good. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah well, and I mean, of course, there's like 25 more bands who I'd want to include, but like, what are you gonna do? Well, and unfortunately, you're on a desert island and you can't do anything. I already blew the cap, so yeah, yeah. yeah. You can only listen to music. That's all they have is a record player on this desert island. And <laughs> it's a really, really silly question, honestly. 
Um, Gilligan, but, uh, coconuts. Yeah, that was our Desert Island mix question. It was like EMT that took it out of the plane. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's um, that, that's from uh, Grant Summerlin's uh, Bigfoot Museum, actually. Um, it's his little David Lynchian moment. Man, that's yeah. pretty loud for a museum. Yeah, no, I know it's, but it's a Bigfoot museum, so I mean, you know, it can get kind of loud in there. Um, <laughs> uh, the next uh, segment we want to get to before we get back into uh, animals is uh, a segment we haven't done in a little while here, actually. Um, it's definitely been a hot second, especially hot with second. the real Dave. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to do, uh, what is Dave drinking? All right. Um, this is What is Dave Drinking, uh, the segment where we all uh, share what we've been drinking. So, uh, Dave, what have you been, uh, what are you drinking tonight? Well, the listen through is a couple cans of hams. You gotta get it started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good start. Hams, the beer refreshing. And then uh, I started with the Brewing Project's Breakfast Buds. Breakfast Buds. It is buds. a chocolate chip waffle stout. Oh, that sounds so good. Chocolate it is, uh, chip. It is, it is, it is, it is chocolatey and thick. Oh, man. Did they, did they put actual waffles in that beer? They might. <laughs> they might do that. They, they should. <laughs> I mean, that's a thing, right? People actually put like whole cakes and stuff like, into, yeah. into beer. Like on really? the polo, they do like the full, like the crazy stuff or evil twin. They just throw in like weird chunks of food and like, oh, it's this stuff now. Wow. I didn't, I w- did not know that. I did. Oh, I'll send you pictures. Either. All right. All right. Um, the biscotti beers actually have biscotti put into the beer, right? Yeah, I believe so. Wow. All the, yeah, okay. all the biscotti breaks. Yeah. Man, I miss having uh, Dave here in the studio with his beers. I want to wish I could taste that through the, uh, the Zoom. Um, oh, oh, yeah, there it is. Mm, nice and sweet. Nice and uh, tasty. Nice and like a d- dessert in my mouth. Um, what about you, Moses? Um, you and uh, you and Dave have uh, uh, beer cellars, right? Both of you. It's true. Yes, it's true. Yes. My um, da- interesting story. Dave's beer cellar briefly resided in my house in Wisconsin for oh, really? like a year. Actually, oh. it was a good solid year. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not so brief. Um, and then we did a beer. series of cellar reduction parties. Yes, I think I have that um, one of those. Where we tried to reduce the number of beers in the cellar, but I remember some of those nights. Well. Yeah, I remember yeah, right? some of them. I remember no, the first time. Did, it didn't work that well <laughs> because you kept buying beer while your cellar was in my house. So I honestly think you kind of broke even. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. wash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, but uh, we, we all got to drink some. But at the same time, uh, I did find some things I forgot about, and I do remember that one time when I realized I had, I think it was the 2012 or 2013. Bourbon counties. I had a bunch of like, oh, they're tasting really good right now. So we oh, drank a bunch God. of those. Um, that I was think, great. I think I might have been at that one because, like, I I think the first time I came over to your house for beer mist or whatever, was... like, I did not pace myself and I was just so trashed by the end of it. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh man, this stuff is all very strong. You were. Uh, <laughs> I wish. I wish actually Scott was here tonight because I throw him under the bus for the. Uh, my, one of my first uh, barley wine bonanza parties. Oh, did he get too drunk? <laughs> it was yeah. watching. It was fun because he was like, he was just, he was perfect. He was taking pictures. Like, oh, this is great. And all of a sudden, I like 
I was cracking something. I was offering him a beer, and he was like, "I'm almost on the floor." Like Scott, what happened? He's like, "Ah," just like muffling. I'm like, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to kill you." Like, are you all right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. ran I mean, full bore. He's, he's if we're throwing people under the bus, there's another friend drunk. of ours who I, I, I'll spare being named. Where uh, there was one of Dave's beer parties. Actually, I think it might have just been Thanksgiving part two, which is just <laughs> de facto beer party. Um, wherein he dropped a, a, a glass and, and then oh, proceeded right, right. to try and clean it up with his hands and, and was promptly bleeding all over the place and had to leave it like. So, what? you know. Oh, bro. <laughs> Legendary things happen when Dave oh, Seller man. gets involved in the mix. But Dude, I do have I a handful Those... of beers, by which yeah. I actually mean probably about 50, uh-huh. that I uh, brought out here from the Midwest to, to California. They're nice. currently residing up at my mom's house, but I went mm. and retrieved this one, which is the 2017 uh, impending descent uh, Russian the... girls out from Ailes Island. Ailes Island. I wanted to okay. Drink something Wisconsin tonight while we were. Oh out, yeah, so. I love Ailes Island, man. It's one of my favorites. Oh, I yeah. noticed you had some Hopalicious oh, going yeah. on it's, back there. This I'm is my jealous. this is my standard. Yeah, uh, I'm doing Hopalicious, guys. As you all Hopalicious is know. Wisconsin's uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, only better. I agree. It's my favorite. It's my favorite IPA. It doesn't make me feel like shit if I drink too many of them. Like, because IPAs sometimes, you know, sometimes they dry you out. That truth. Yeah. Truth. Some yeah. of them have some pretty del- deleterious uh, after effects for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share a couple with you, uh, but also the Bell's 2010 Expedition. Okay. 2010? That's a 10 year old stout. Yeah. Damn, it's pretty dude. so. I need to get wow. some more stouts. Man. I still got like I think five or six left, but uh, yeah, hell yeah. If dude. we don't make it out soon, I'll uh, I'll throw in a package out to you, Moses. See, pigs cannot get on the wing after drinking a 2010 stout. It's just not going to happen. No, no, no. It's just it's just yeah. you you you're gonna you're gonna fly right into. They're uh, going for an expedition. Why do you th- why do you think they it, broke into the farmer's house? They need a place to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, and some sheep Jackass. might get some hams on a good day, but mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. 2010 expedition, no. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that's, that's for the pigs. Basement. That's for the pigs. That's that's staying <laughs> in the basement. Yeah. So I mean, this is uh, you know thematically related, but like I was thinking about this, what animal are the artists in all of this? They're clearly standing off to the side. The narrator is one thing, but what about mm. the artists, right? Like mm. rabbits, peacocks. That's <laughs> rabbits. a good. That's a good point. I think yeah, like could be the chickens. I feel like the main character kind of becomes that. Oh wait, hold on. Let me uh, hold on. You were before we get into that quick. There is a closing. Sure. The, um, what are you drinking today, John? Oh, Steel Reserve. We Classic got the steel reserve. John Aker. Cheers. Oh, yes. All right. Cool, cool. <laughs> yep, High yep. gravity lager. High gravity, people. High gravity. All right. That is what is Dave drinking? It pulls you down. What is All right. So, uh, yeah, you, you were saying, though, um, who are artists in this uh, scenario? In this menagerie of animals. Yeah, yeah. Who the heck are the artists? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I'm thinking that like it's uh, probably Man, not not very many people in this story. Honestly, um, it seems like a real desolate kind of situation. And I think maybe he be, like like I was saying a little bit. Um, I think maybe he becomes an artist in the end here. Mm. You know, um, but yeah, you're right. That is kind of um, that's kind of missing um, from it, I guess. I mean, arguably missing for Orwell as well. Who are you to be yeah. the writer or just commentating on all of this? Yeah, often that's like a, a, a class that's like um, left about. out, you know, even though like those are the people that kind of, um, 
uh, inform societal norms and like um, you know artists have a huge huge impact on your life. They're the only ones that actually make real comments on some of the shit that's going on. Yeah, and they're the only ones that that you know create something that might be really personally moving for you. You know. So I'm saying like um, yeah. you know a ubiquitous figure on farms. Mm-hmm. underrepresented as i might have mentioned earlier in this uh yeah. in this album yeah. yeah feline friends are the artists right. actually cats kitty yeah. kitties maybe yeah maybe they're because the, they're the ones that are um they're kind of part of the farm but they also kind of have their own oh, life they definitely have their own life yeah yeah mm-hmm. cats uh-huh. above it. i mean yeah. cats, cats, cats are, are the only animal on the that farm. domesticated themselves that's, that's true. true man that's true i mean man they're on that carol I'm, king tapestry cover <laughs> I mean, Ooh. I'm I'm more of a oh. I'm more of a dog person, but I I definitely respect cats. You know, I respect their yeah, they're their, own their evolution game. You know, they just they're like, you know what, you guys should take care of us. We we kill your mice. You know, like we kill your vermin. Like you guys need to take care of us. Come on. <laughs> Truth, Dave. You're like they're their own boss. They're also my boss. Yeah, <laughs> I do work for four of them. Yeah, yeah. Dave and I share the uh, burden of, of being the servants. Of I always say that's that's like the biggest difference between like dogs and cats. Dogs have no shame. Oh mm-hmm. no! And 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 yeah. believe me, yeah. believe me, I'm not saying that they are not deathly loyal to their like can yeah. be yeah. deathly loyal to their owner and be like one of the greatest companions. I love dogs. Yeah, I yeah. prefer dogs over cats personally, but cats have well, you're just cats wrong. will. They'll, they'll, they'll make you feel shame, you know? Yeah. Cats will make you feel like uh, my sister's cat will come and cuddle up and yada, yada, and be all nice and to you. Start like... But then the moment you got to move, it like, it like you got to get up and take a piss or something. Well, it's about and them. And you kick you know, it yeah. off, and, it, and, and it'll move. Well, they're gods. But then she'll, then she'll turn Jeez. around and look at you like you're the problem. And you're like, dude, cats what do you are really right I am now? a problem. Yeah. Cats are really mm. good at that look, though. They are really good at that. Oh, uh, they're masterful at it. Yeah, they're better than yeah. humans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where the term... I mean... It, it, oh, yeah. Go on. I was just going to say, maybe it's where catty comes from. Anyway, Indeed. not important. <laughs> What's, what no, no, but I, also not important, but I was just going to say the difference between that shame point, like... Yeah. When a dog does something that they're not supposed to... They're just like so ashamed. They right? look at yeah. you like a, yeah. they look at you like a one year old that didn't know what he did. Well, yeah. And when and a cat does something they're not supposed to, they're just like fuck you. Whatever. Well, yeah. And in the theme <laughs> in the theme of the album, you know, um, a lot of like you know the the like proletariat or soldiers or hard workers or whatever, they're the dogs in this scenario. Right. So always um, clamoring on top of each other to get yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 trying, you know, um, dogs d- and dogs. Are always trying to, you know, get on your, like, be on your best side. side. You know, they want you to love them as much as humanly possible, no matter what. You know, so like in a way, I mean, you know, there's a Rick and Morty episode about it, Um, Uh, but uh, like, uh, uh, you know, like we are in complete control of a dog. You know, Um, which is like, yeah, with uh, the you know allegory and the album, you know. Yeah. I mean, except when they're getting up on your leg, in which case suddenly you've lost control of the situation. But yeah, so yeah. that's just an aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why we're douches and we cut their balls off. <laughs> hey, sometimes <laughs> sometimes it does have to be done. I know. I have met those dogs where it's I like, I know. You can't chill out, man. 
Hey, man, Bob Barker said it best. Spay and neuter your pets. I mean, come on. Yes, spay and neuter your pets. After every single episode. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Does uh, does does uh, um, oh, the new guy, um, Drew Carey, does Drew Carey say that stuff too? I have no idea. I, I haven't watched watch the I haven't show. watched the Price Bob is Barker right since... forever. And well, I haven't been sick after school, so I, or sick during school. So ah, that's a good ah. point. That's a good point. Um, I used, that was, That's usually that was, when I would pick good. it up. <laughs> But um, yeah, uh, might as well get into the the last little track here. Then um, this is "Pigs on the Wing" two. You know that I care. What happens to you? Oh man, I didn't notice the uh, the birds in the background uh, until that was. Yeah. It's idyllic. Are there birds in the first part? I don't. I don't think Wait, so. Wait, you guys want to You guys want to play the first part again? I think quick? the birds got introduced in the sheep part. Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna play the first one quick again. Why Why not? No birds. No birds. Ain't no birds. Ain't no birds. Oh, okay. For pigs on the wing. Wow. Okay. Okay. Cool. I did hear a bird at the end there, but I'm not sure where it came from. I don't. From. I don't. I don't know what that was. I think that was a crow. Yeah. Um, but no, those I. Are, I that's, those are dicks. I didn't even know. Shit. That, maybe though. the artist is actually a crow. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> like Game of Thrones, the three-eyed crow. Three-eyed raven, <laughs> the most interesting story of the lot. Um, <laughs> Roger Waters. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, so to um get back to what I was talking about, like at the beginning of the podcast, um, I guess, um, at the end here, it's it's saying like you know that I care what happens to you, and you know that you care for me too. Whereas in the beginning, it said, if I didn't care what happened to me and I didn't care for you. So he, he starts with like almost the opposite um, phrasing uh, for almost the same uh, verse, you know. Definitely. Um, he's found someone or a mate or an and- ally or someone. I think I think he's found an ally. I think he's, he's found, found like I think he's found someone that can um, see the world for what it is with him. You know. So I mean, I, I kinda mentioned like, this. Kind of like your, the uh, end of uh, 1984. Oh yeah, 1984 it? had a good good uh, love story. Oh yeah, no, yeah. good point. Although yeah. it ends rather dark and desolate, and even more so. Oh, it, it ends horribly. Oh, yeah, it ends horribly, but. This, that that is what he found for like yeah. a second. Anthem has a very similar kind of ending. But but yeah, as I was saying, uh, like um, I hadn't really thought. I'd always been confused uh, as to the relation of these tracks, apart from musically. Uh-huh. Uh But thematically, like musically, obviously they fit in their beautiful bookends. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in prepping for this for this podcast, I was like, it is almost like um, a, a working day. Yeah, um, like like a, you, like a one day kind of thing. Yeah, and that like you start the day with an argument with your partner, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Well, fuck! What if I don't care for you?" 
you know, uh-huh. and like all we got is this shit and just looking for somebody to blame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go out in the world and you deal with a day with terrible news yeah. and with horrible, like competitive crap from the dogs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. with the sheep who dogs. at one moment are willing to be docile and at the next, next yeah. moment are all going to yeah. move in a mass and rise up uh, uh-huh. as if it means something. Yeah. And then when you get back to your partner, who's this true human who you truly know at the end of the day, you like actually, you really realize their value. And you're like, I actually really care for you. And this is what matters. Our human relationship and mm-hmm. us being together, is, yeah. this is the thing that matters. And that allows us to take some shelter from the pigs on the way. Do you think that maybe the, maybe the main characters are human? Wow, what do you guys know. think about that? Like maybe like literally like in this story they're like the only two humans or something. Mm. I don't know. Just a thought. So I mean it's like, like the, the they other don't, characters are animals. They run the farms. Well, I was going to say they just 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 yeah, they don't specifically say like cuz in the first and last track it says pigs on the wing 1 and 2, but you know the rest of the tracks they're like titled after like what animals they're talking about you know whereas these two tracks they're talking about the pigs on the wing but they're not the pigs on the wing you know no it's definitely a character that's singing about yeah it's like the first song is definitely about him joining the movement and the last song is definitely about him leaving it because like the last couple lyrics there any and any fool knows a dog needs a home a shelter from pigs on the wing. Right. So it he's definitely that, looking that it's for really somewhere like else. Most sympathetic with the dogs. Yeah. Who have been manipulated in dogs. Instead uh-huh. of being a pack that's truly unified for themselves, it's all uh-huh. about like backbiting and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like maybe he, uh, maybe at the end here, he's ascending from that dog-like mentality, you know, or trying to, you know. Um Analyzing his his new true wolf like nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somewhere between dog and cat. Um, but yeah, he says, you know, so I don't feel alone or the weight of the stone, which is mentioned earlier. We talked about, um, you know, and and yeah, a shelter from pigs on the wing. You know what I mean? So at the end, like they're, you know, they're not worried about pointing fingers as much as just being safe from the uh powers that be you know you can't stop the pigs right? yeah unfortunately uh you can't they're they're they have a lot of power Ooh, the pigs, they'll fucking eat you the yeah. pigs will always show themselves yeah yeah they're um, true colors yeah yeah hopefully one day we can <gasps> deal with the pigs guys um but that's gonna yeah, it's gonna that, take a little while that's definitely what we're going for right now <laughs> i was about to say i mean but like not even to mention all of the current current events. Take some control back, pigs. man. Um, like, yeah. Come on, you should you should uh, yeah. you shouldn't have that much shit. Anyways, but um, yeah, it's uh, I think that it it definitely shows growth though from the first to the last track. Um, in the whoever the protagonist might be, um, at least he has an, a better outlook by the end of of the album you know it's trying to hit which i mean of course I, in the pink floyd expanded universe is only leading us towards the walls that's right <laughs> that's know. right yeah yeah and the wall really takes this stuff to like 11 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's oh, it it, yeah. it does have you know we were saying um, earlier like this is like the perfect kind of marriage between the two, you know, styles and themes between which you were here in the wall. You know, um, you can hear a little bit of yeah. elements of each of those, um, especially like the big ideas um, that he's bringing up here, um, which I hear I, I was reading um, again in the Wikipedia. Um, it was somewhat of a re- a response to the punks of the time and um you know wanting to not uh be considered like consumerist like sellout rock stars i guess because like uh someone from a, a punk band put like i hate over his pink floyd shirt and like i don't know anyway but the, they, they yeah they decided for this this uh, album they want to uh go out of their way to be very political and very um you know about what was going on in society at the time you know so it is like very timely just like weird for all of us who grew up in the 80s slash 90s to think of pink floyd as somehow being mainstream i know like yeah. sure they got play but they were like if you're a floyd fan you were pretty far out the edge really like uh, that's the thing like i I have no frame of reference, so I mean, when I think back, like when I think of like the '80s or whatever, I would just assume that everyone was a Floyd fan. But that's just me looking back from now, you know. But just think about if, like, think about your like Billboard 100 or whatever, right? Like, yeah. Um, sure, they got recognition as a band, but like, would you hear them on the radio? Like, would you hear Floyd on the radio um, very uh, often? It depends on. Which radio? I, I guess yeah. I'm saying they're not pop music by any stretch. Yeah, I, I like see. The what, Beatles yeah. were pop music. In addition, well, you to know, that's a good point. Legends, right? Yeah, because they because they made stuff that was um, what's what's the size for music on the radio and like you know produced for you know radio edits and stuff. Yeah. What's 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 funny about it is that what we listen to on the radio today that is considered current pop music trash is, is people well, of course <laughs> but it is people that grew up listening to the stuff a lot of the stuff that we're discussing on on this podcast so maybe what modern music is 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 you know they took they took the nice edges out and that's what they're using like you know i i, I always say it about fleetwood mac I love Fleetwood Mac, and I consider them to be '70s rock. Yeah. But if you, but if you look at it from a current pop perspective, what a lot of bands do is take that type of Fleetwood Mac formula, not just Fleetwood Mac, other bands too, you know. But they take that art, art, and they inject a little bit of it in their music, and all of a sudden it's popular, you know, music, and you're just. You're listening to the same stuff. And, and yet, to be next consistently hits formula. flat notes. I mean, what do you do about that? Yeah, it's like a Frankenstein of uh, of of just production sounds. You know, like I'm all I'm all Seriously. down. I'm all, I love I do love good production, but like I don't like good production with no soul. You know? Yeah, does it have the same that's, feeling? That's no. the problem with pop music. If, if it, well, I mean, if a, they they're, know they're, what to do. But they don't know how to put it into it. Well, I was gonna say, I mean, there have been, you know, a couple of pop songs that have come out that have well, been. Oh, I know, mean, come have, on, everything, but, you know, everything, yeah. everything has a spark. 
Yeah, but I mean, the, you know, just I, like everything has shit. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Pigs, dogs. Yeah. Sheep. Sheep. But yeah. again, yes, they all shit. But again, like the shit. Rolling Stones, you could be like, okay, obviously they had a moment where they were very pop, but Pink Floyd, really? Yeah. I th- well, I think that the Wall is probably the closest, right? Well, the Wall is what. Like, you have to pick what it would be the most mainstream. The wall threw them into yeah, the stratosphere. Yeah, I was gonna say the wall because that's that's the one that that what is some the most consumable? What of. is the most easy yeah, to digest uh-huh, out of the uh-huh. public? Yeah, yeah. Well, a I mean, song that's, about heroin. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? The Who Velvet knew? Underground. Well, and like I mean, that's well, I'm uncomfortably numb, but still, yes. The first song I remember is, um, you know, the. Uh, Hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. We Another don't, we don't need, need no two. education. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the first. Honestly, I think that's one of the first music videos I remember, too. Because uh, I think maybe as the a kid. The kids marching. And yeah, as a kid, yeah. I related to it because I saw the kids and stuff. So I didn't know crap about The Wall. Oh, straight until I actually listened to the album. Well, I didn't like, know. I, I didn't. I so, heard the wall. I didn't know. And was, I heard songs from it, but I didn't know it was from the wall. You know no, what I mean? Neither did I. Yeah, yeah. And I, so I think we like just seven years old and watching the wall with my brother and just being like, "What am I seeing right seven? now?" Seven. That is seven. Awesome. That's seven too old. young. Wow. <laughs> but it was like I enjoyed it all. I think that, you were probably young enough to not be truly permanently scarred. No. Yeah, I mean, like, at, oh, this is fun. As an like, adult, if you were ten, then like, forget about it. Totally, like, would scar yeah. you for life. But at seven, no. like, okay. As an adult, it's 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 kind of a hard watch. Well, at the same honestly. time, I remember watching heavy metal with him, and that was a damn. That was oh insane my as well. god! You had a badass that older brother, man. That movie's trippy <laughs> as fizz. Yeah, yeah, I literally didn't watch that till like a year. Oh, ago. it's so good, man! And I, no, it's no, so I good. I know it is. Yeah, but it is what it is. It is a man. It when South Park did that correlation episode, oh like, my god! I watch this oh the my same kid, uh, the same age as these yeah. kids were in yeah. that show. Oh man! Like it's one of those things. It's just like it's just like what's what's lost with a good album these days. You have to watch the whole thing to understand it. Like you can watch a clip from it or like a section of it, and you'll just be like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" Yeah, there's but a lot going on. If you watch the whole thing, yeah, you get it. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the wall. It's like trying to watch the Star Wars Star Wars prequels without watching the Clone Wars. Oh my God! Can we I not finished, talk about I just the finished prequels? the Clone Wars. I like <laughs> the finale. episode four through six. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Number three start was good, at, but start only because at four, of the visual effects. Go to six, then do one, two, three, and then do seven, eight, nine. That's the real way. Don't to do watch it. nine. Nine was Man. horrible. Man. Sorry, I'm sorry I mentioned this at all. I just want to mention the Have you seen nine yet, bro? Like no, let's, let's not let's not You've get into nine. it. I don't want to. I don't right. want to. I don't want to get into the Star Wars stuff. I could be. I could be here all night talking about it. Um. <laughs> so Pink Foot Animals Part Two: The Star Wars Wars. Dude, right? Oh, did you guys ever hear about uh, the the whole idea that Pink Floyd was going to do a soundtrack for the? Um, uh, Mr. Movie. Um, no, no, no. Yes. That's that other. No, thing. Dark Side of the That's moon. that other thing. Um, no, that 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 eight-hour-long Dune movie that was going to be made by that uh, director uh, Jordan Jordowski or whatever. Um, apparently, Pink Floyd was attached as the music for that, so it was going to be like uh, that would fit. I know, and right? I, I, I would love I always, a ten-disc record album. 
I've always wanted to see whatever that Dune movie would have been. You know what I mean? It's one of my favorite like pop culture mythos things. I mean, it's worth no- noting. Zabriskie Point is not the only movie that Floyd did a soundtrack for. These guys, in fact, did soundtracks. Oh, yeah, that's right. We, we did discover... Um, well, well, Obscured by Clouds. Yeah, Obscured by Clouds is for a uh, French film um, by the name of... Um, Brad, you almost got this. You got it. notes... It is dum, so dum, 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 dum. Oh, damn it. Where 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 are you? Someone I've lost, is in my I lost it, guys. No, I, I, right. I, I lost I lost it. Um <laughs> my notes are gone. I am dead. Um Obscured by Clouds, here it is. Um the uh, French film La Vallée is a nineteen seventy two French film uh written la la. and directed by Barbette Schroeder. So, okay. um, yeah, so he, yeah, they, they, they've done a, a couple of uh, soundtracks, which I mean, really, you can, I mean, their production style, like, hell yeah, that would fit. It fits. Yeah. I, I have not seen a movie with Pink Floyd as a soundtrack other than The Wall. So I would be really interested in seeing something that they utilize that. Definitely going to watch this French film, um, La Vallée, when I get a chance. <laughs> and you definitely have more patience than I do. Man, I bet Four Star Video Prize got it. Dude, you're right. You're no, I mean honestly, right. watch Zabriskie Point. Yeah, Z- Zabriskie Point. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, do you know what is that a um, like Obscured by Clouds? Does it have an album name, or is that sort of like just a soundtrack? No, I mean like they did the soundtrack, and you can okay. actually buy the soundtrack as okay. an album. Yeah. But it's an Antonioni film. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, it. It's mostly Floyd, but there's actually some Grateful Dead in there too, if I'm not mistaken, or at oh, least wow. some Garcia. Okay. okay. Um, it's got a stunningly bizarre and amazing soundtrack. So okay. if you want, if you want P- Pink Floyd as uh, you know a soundtrack, definitely check okay. out Spursky Point. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll definitely check that out. Um, but uh, yeah, this is. Um, I think we're getting near the end here, um, and I think I feel like we've gotten through through animals pretty good, guys. Right. Yeah, we've gotten the the, yeah, we the, cover the kind pretty of much themes all the going on here. Um, but yeah, there's just uh, one last thing we'd like to do before we sign out, and uh, that is uh, what have uh, what have you been listening to lately? So um, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Dave again. Dave, what have you been listening to lately? Man, that's tough. I've been doing a lot of. Uh tiny playlist for some groups but uh what the hell have I been let's do it I know I mentioned in the past I'm gonna throw it up again but uh the impossibles it's they're one of my favorite bands from when I was younger I've seen them live a few times and it was I've been into I love punk rock for a long time and I I love like the clash sex pistols there's a lot of yeah. Ramones but I never saw them yeah, you you like getting wild <laughs> and uh, oh, there's a, there's a handful of bands that were brand new and up and coming right when I was into it, and Impossibles mm. were right there. Okay, so this, this is like very personal band. Like for sixteen you. and like in, like and driving around and like that, their first album just came out and just yeah. nonstop. Mm-hmm. And I just got in the probably like a week or two of just they're just looping like every like playlist or there's songs or just things I was listening to a lot of. At the same time, oh god! Another, I was trying to look up and what I added, another, but uh, another band. I'll see that. Just 
Okay. Uh, I know I mentioned before, but just if you haven't listened to anyone out there listening right now, Impossibles, listen to the goddamn Impossibles. They're fantastic. Word. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about you, Noah? What have you been jamming on recently? Oh my god, I haven't been called Noah in years. That was perfect. Moses. Oh my god. That's yeah, okay. Ah, that ah, is the most false, common false name that people names. accidentally call me. I know. I'm I'm a pastor's kid, so uh, people I... will intentionally call me Jesus just to mess with me. Ah, uh, uh, they will accidentally Jesus. call me Noah. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I, I am in LA, so I'm actually most often accidentally you ever get Abraham called Moises. You ever get Abraham? Yes, <laughs> but technically Moses. Yeah. 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 Um, so Bible it's name. weird. I've been on Zoom so much for, for work. <laughs> I yeah. haven't had as much listening time uh-huh. as I would like uh-huh. to. But I did mention uh, before we started recording, uh, my uh, my old band Monkey Wagon mm-hmm. uh, has had a, had a little jam session going on where we throw out daily challenges. Yeah. So I've yeah. Gotten, that was really to dig cool. into different genres depending mm-hmm. on the day. Yesterday was Americana. Oh, and I was okay. like, let me get up in some tom petty today mm, because mm-hmm. like to me like there are a lot of there are a lot of bands that are American songs or albums man uh, tom petty's the shit well i mean the, the it was broadly like the genre or like okay. class of american music that is americana uh-huh. yeah and i was like that yeah. early tom petty like i was like oh, i gotta throw down some american girl for my for my, uh-huh. my, my my peeps up here up in up in east wagon county yeah um, yeah i still haven't hit today's today's memphis an artist out of memphis you guys have any suggestions for me hmm. or memphis <sighs> memphis i can't think of any off the top of my head um elvis there, yeah, yes. elvis is of course there i might have go. to throw some elvis anyway as um, far as 2020 in general i will say although i do have a personal connection here i'm just going to take the opportunity on your podcast to yeah. promote angelica garcia do it what she is, is an up Angelica Garcia, okay, or Angelica for the Latinos, okay, uh, Latinx folks. Um, yeah, uh, up and coming artist dropped her second album earlier this year, Cha Cha Palace. Oh, really? Give it a listen. Okay. Um, she's dope. Nice. Uh, what and kind of uh, what, jo- is what genre? My is fiance's that? daughter. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice, nice little connection. Um, but um, but what, yeah, no, what, I've, been, uh, I've, been, I've been throwing her stuff in the mix pretty regularly. Well, what what uh, genre is that? Just curious myself. I would say that she is under the giant umbrella of rock. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. But she's very much like a bicultural yeah. alternative. Okay. Um, rock is really kind of cool. Where, where yeah. I would put her. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to check that out for sure. Check it out. Not concept albums, but I hey, did. Yeah. I mean, several months ago, I was listening to a lot of Rush because after Neil's mm. passing, I was like, I'm throwing Rush back. In yeah, this has yeah to happen. definitely. Yeah. I'm sure that was a lot definitely of, a lot of people there. But were... I, I'll be honest, y'all, like, I'm not driving that much, so I'm not listening to as much music. Yeah, I'm going to have to figure out a solution to this problem because I need more music listening in my life. So, yeah, I know. I, I definitely feel you, man. Like it, it, when like work was my music place, you know, yeah. and um, yeah, I don't. I'm not working these days. I mean, I'm doing this. This is some work, but I mean, I'm not like I'm not like uh, uh, doing legitimate work. You're not um, working for the man. I'm not working for the man. For the I'm one of these. Man. I'm one of these cats or wolves. He can't keep you down. Yeah, possibly a crow. We don't possibly know. a crow. One of those crows at the end. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 living free, guys. Um, what about uh, what about you, John? What have you been uh, jamming on these days? Oh, I've been listening to. Uh, I've been taking it back, listening to a lot of Temptations. Oh, nice! You know, nice. you know, I always, I always love those Motown guys, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the Temptations are probably my favorite Motown group. 
Okay. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I love them all. You know, yeah. Jackson yeah. Five. Yeah. Uh, um, Al, Al, or not Al Green. Um, uh, let's get it. Uh, Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. Yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Diana Ross. Oh, Diana yeah. Ross yeah. But uh, Temptations are my favorite. Uh, mostly because they have a lot of great freaking songs, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, on- honest to God, if we could ever find like a-, a Temptations like greatest hits album that's just all their like best love songs in like a row, we, we could definitely do that sometime. <laughs> Man, because <laughs> the Sam Temptations have all Wilson Pickett, some Salmon Burke, and some like salad this. stuff. Well, I was going to say, Marvin Gaye, what's going even, on? It doesn't even, I was about to say, it doesn't even have to be the type of day, but Marvin Gaye, dude, we, we should definitely do some Marvin Gaye. Well, I was about Gaye, to say, dude. Marvin Gaye, what's going on, is apparently a concept album. So I can see that. Guys. It definitely is. So no, we're, I'm definitely definitely down we're definitely doing Marvin Gaye at some point, people. Oh, I'm definitely Don't know when, but we're doing it. <laughs> on and, the and, list. There is a list. <laughs> and on the flip side, I actually, because speaking of the list, on the flip side, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy. Oh, yeah. Because yes. I love that album, and that will be one of my picks in the near future. That's probably going to be our really, second two-parter, I that think. That probably will yeah, be our second that's a, two-parter. That's a double-disc uh, album, right? And I, and I love that. That album saved me. <laughs> hey, uh, John, a few weeks ago, I actually listened through my whole box set on vinyl. Like, uh, oh, nice. it was uh, it was an entire day of just like prepping meals and cooking lunch. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty solid. Just a nice, nice Smashing Pumpkins day. Hell yeah! Nice. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Wrong. Yeah. No. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna try. Uh, I'm gonna reach out and try to get uh, some of the members of my favorite band, the Felix Culpa, on that episode, um, because they are huge fans of the Smashing Pumpkins as well. Oh, but, so um, but I don't know. I don't know if they will. Uh, they will respond. Um, so, Marky and Joel, I'm calling you out, guys. I want you on that episode. He is you better you be out. there. You he's better got, be there. He's got he's got a picture on the wall with the Felix Culver. <laughs> it's always right here, guys. It's right there. <laughs> yeah, no. But, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, so no. That's... I'm not a creepy super fan or anything. You don't have to be worried. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. I'd um, I'd love to love to get those guys on. Yeah, no. So that's 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 pretty much where, where I've been at. Uh, other okay. than just listening to random '90s music. Yeah. Always in rotation. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, as for me, I've been listening to um, a bit of this uh, guy, uh, Bro Godzilla. He has an album called Thrilla that just came out. The Thrilla in Manila. And um, I think it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. It's a, it's, it's a really like, uh, it's a really out there hip hop album, and I, 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 the production's uh, all over the place, and I think it's cool. I also have been listening to a bit of John Carpenter, Lost Themes. If you've never listened to John Carpenter, Lost Themes, uh, he has two of these albums out, and they're like music um, that he didn't use for movies. So he's, you know, it's just like cutting room floor stuff. And they are fantastic albums, lyricless, perfect for like playing board games with your friends or some shit. You know, it is just great sci-fi sounding music. Um, I always always put that on when i'm playing like board games with people and then um the other band i want to mention is perfectly adequate whales which uh features our very own uh friend of the show grant summerland who was on the season finale and um it is the it's the it's the predecessing um rap group that he was in and um 
it's a lot more humor and uh, kind of like Lonely Island esque. Um, whereas like his Bigfoot Museum is like a lot more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good time. I I really enjoyed it uh, right. uh, start to finish. So uh, another. What about the new Run the Jewels, Brad? Oh well, I mean, I've been listening to that like uh, almost every Not day, um, <laughs> at least once. So um, next time we get together in the studio. I will bring that bottle of Horace, the Run the Jewels oh, yes. beer, and we'll enjoy that one. Oh, yes, that's right. I forgot that you have that Run the Jewels beer. I've had it for a little while, holding on to it, and this yep. kind of ship hit the fan. So. I, I still look for it every time I go to like Woodman's or any Oh, like, you will never find it. Beer it, was store. A pre- it was only like a... Well, they have a handful of beers now. Um, I think that they, they, they might have come out with one for the new album. Don't quote me on that. But um, yeah, I think at this point though, I mean, I think there's limited runs and like they're not like, you know. Yeah, this one was a, a limited release. Uh, yeah. I, only if you're part of like the uh, the group that gets in on those the series bottles from this one brewery. So it was a small yeah. batch. Yeah. There's only yeah. like a few hundred bottles I think made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to. I, I want to buy one of those just to have somewhere, you know. But yeah, we'll definitely get down on some of that. Um, I've been uh, working on the uh, podcast, Pick Apart the Passion. Um, please go listen to the first couple of episodes. We might have even, even have like three or four episodes out now, but that's on YouTube and Spotify. And uh, it's uh, three hip-hop guys interviewing a fourth hip-hop guy about their art. So um, I'm plugging that pretty hard. And uh, I want you guys to listen to that if you like, the, if you like this one. You'll probably like that probably one. Probably like the yeah. other one. But I'm, I'm more in the background of that one. I'm like, I just kind of steer the ship and let it let it go. I watched the first one. It was pretty solid. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Dave. Always good to meet a fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm hoping to do uh, some, uh, some Rolling Stoned soon here with uh, Desmond Hawkins. But uh, we will see what happens with that. It's, uh, it's uh, in talks, all you Rolling Stoned fans out there. Uh, Reese, I'm, I think I'm talking to the Rolling Stone fan, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, that's been uh, it's pretty much been the podcast, guys. Uh, any 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 final thoughts before we get out of here? No, that was pretty good. We yeah. are all animals. We are we are all we're yeah. All fucking animals. We're all. Go find some place safe to bury your bone. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this makes me uh, want to watch. Uh, uh, what was that movie where the pig was like smart? Babe. Babe. That's web. This makes me want to watch Babe a little bit. Yeah. You know, like just a like a, a a much more happy version of a of a farm story. Um, but yeah, this is a this has been a really really great uh, album. Thank you so much for uh, being on Moses. We really no, appreciate thanks for it. having me. This has been a delight. Yeah, this has been a lot of and fun. One of my um, favorite albums. I wouldn't keep it on my desert island only because it's really fucking dark. Yeah, right. Yeah, you might. It might be. Yeah, not... it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't give you the best thoughts when you're yeah, hanging out. It's a by good point. Yourself. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. You got to stay positive if you're on a desert yeah, island. Gotta stay. Positive. I threw. I threw Wu Tang Thirty Six Chambers just for energy, but it is. Oh, and I dig that, Dave. That's, that's true. It does. Actually. It is dark and at I'm times. Like notably lacking in hip hop in my selection. So. Um, that's that, that's all right. <laughs> it, Equal it, planets reaching there. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Hip-hop album. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for joining us for the album concept hour, and uh, we will see you next time. Later. Thanks for listening. 
The Album Concept Hour is Brad LeBaron, Dave Gallagher, John Aker, and Scott Wesley. Special thanks to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard for the theme music. Please like us on Facebook or friend us on Twitter or MySpace and let us know what concept album you would like to hear on the podcast. See you on Side B. This has been a Revolver Audio production. Executive producer Brad LeBaron. For more podcasts, visit soundcloud.com slash revolveraudio. Or to support new content, visit co-fi.com slash revolveraudio. Mmm, revolver.